Hey guys, I recently did a uh, uh, seminar um, at the food show for Performance Food Group, and this is a really good one because it talks a lot about social media marketing for restaurants. It talks a lot about restaurant or restaurant reputation management. It talks a lot about using the processes and techniques that we use to really push this thing to the next level for these restaurants, but a lot of good Q&A, a lot of really good stuff in here. It's about 26 minutes. It's totally worth it. Wait till the very, very end, but the title of this is Why Your Restaurant is No Longer a Restaurant, Why Now It's a Media Company. Have a listen, enjoy it, share it, love it. Thanks. This is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the reputation rock star, Todd Collins. In three, two, one. A lot of my restaurant owners say this. We've been stuck at 3.8 forever on Google. Okay. Joe, what was your last review on Google? Eight months ago. Gee, I wonder why you've been stuck at 3.8 on Google for that long. You're not generating reviews. How do you move the ratings, guys? You generate reviews. How do you do that? By asking someone how you did, not by asking someone to leave you a review. This is the world that we live in now. Don't ask somebody to leave you a review. And the reason I say that is because you're asking them to do, now you're asking them to do something for you. Instead, if you ask them how you did, now they have the opportunity to leave their opinion, but have a process in place, and we're gonna get into the reputation side of it in the next talk, but have a process in place to be able to direct them to where they wanna go. So this is why I talk about social media and why it's important to collect data. We've generated 364 total reviews. They're running at an average of 4.2. 60 of those people have promoted that review and shared it to a public platform. But here's the most important thing. We've stopped 49 negative reviews from making their way to the public eye. That means we've stopped three, two, and one star reviews, 49 of them, from making their way to the public eye. Do you think the restaurant owner is pretty happy about that? Absolutely. I, I'll tell you what he's more happy about, though. This number down here. We've been able to track our marketing for them at $38,820 in revenue. So how we did that is this. 4,825 people came into their restaurant, connected using, connected using their Wi-Fi, right? We collected their data. We autonomously remarketed to them 11,136 notifications based on behavior. First time customer, lost customer, birthday, anniversary, anything special, right? 1,941 of those people came back through the door based on the 11,136 notifications we sent out, based on their POS system, their per check cut in half, we generated $38,820 in return revenue. Now, as a restaurant owner, to be able to track your marketing into real numbers like that, into dollars, if you're spending $3,000 a year for that product, and it made you $38,000, and trackable ROI, 
do you think that's a good investment in your marketing? Right? That's, that's the ability that you guys have nowadays in the decision-making process for your marketing. Now, the real trick is this. The person that's running your social media accounts, do they know what to do with that data? How many people here have an email list? Oh boy. All right. Super important. Start your email list now. How many people have run an ad on Facebook or Instagram? Okay. We need to start running ads on Facebook and Instagram. They're very, very cheap. The cheapest, I would say, from an ad standpoint for brand awareness is a dollar a day. And you absolutely can run those ads. Anybody can run a $7 ad. You run nine ads, though, at a dollar a day. And the system and the people will tell you which one works the best. And then you found your home run. But the big thing is this. You're like, well, Todd, if I'm running an ad, all I ever do is hit boost post and spend 20 bucks. So again, convenience over money. Facebook says to you, Joe, this one in particular Facebook post has been performing 85% better than all the other Facebook posts that you've put out. How many people have seen that? Boost it now for $20 to reach 4,825 people. In one fell swoop, you hit boost post, 20 bucks goes out of your bank account, and bing, bang, boom, you forget about it. And that quickly, Facebook sold you something for 20 bucks because of the, game of the gamification of you hitting that boost post and it felt like you took off in a rocket ship. For the potential of reaching 4,825 people. You guys are all better than that. You guys are all smarter than that. Way smarter than that. So this is what you really do. You take those 4,825 people that logged in using their Facebook page to connect to your Wi-Fi account, you download that CSV from that system, you upload it to your Facebook business manager, and now what do you have, guys? A custom freaking audience to your customers. Now it's time to seven to 10 touch point them. Anybody ever heard of that, seven to 10 touch points? Who here has heard of a Facebook pixel? It is education time. Hit it. Keep going. I'm going to go through this one. Keep going. Keep going. I'm going to do layman's terms. Keep going. Go. <laughs> Keep going. Keep one more. Ah, this makes sense to you. All right. Who here saw that movie? What's the name of that movie? What's the name of the movie? Stars Born. All right, guys, this is how a Facebook pixel works. Bradley Cooper. We'll be Bradley Cooper. All of us will be Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper goes to a website. Let's call it Amazon, right? Great place. And he sees Lady Gaga. And he likes that website, but then he leaves the website. And then he goes on eBay, and he goes on Facebook, and he goes on Instagram, and all of a sudden he starts seeing Lady Gaga showing up on his social media. How many people has that happened to? Okay. 
Because back here, remember, Bradley Cooper wasn't ready to go out on a date with Lady Gaga yet. He was looking, he was thinking about it, he was swiping. Just joking. He sees the ads, it retargets him, and then finally he makes a buying decision. So that's how a Facebook pixel works. Facebook pixel is a code that is on your Facebook business manager that you can download and you can take that code and have it put onto your website. Now, you're tracking the people that are visiting your website. And now, when you're running your ads, those same ads will start following those people around until the day they die. That's how you sell to someone. Seven to 10 touch points. How do we sell our product? It's very simple. We target people that own restaurants and manage restaurants. They go to our website. When they go to our website, we never leave. We're always in their face. Because there's going to come a point where they get a negative review, or they get fed up with their internal marketing person, or the college student that's been doing it for them leaves, or the internal marketing person gets another job because they didn't feel like they were getting paid enough by you, or whatever it was. That pain point situation is going to occur. And when it does, that night, you're going to see our ad. And you're finally going to get fed up and go, fine, Todd. Boom. And then we got you. And then you never leave. Because at that point, everything that we told you from the very beginning starts to happen for your business. But that's what a Facebook pixel does. And guys, you guys have the ability to do that. So if you're going to run an ad for $7, a dollar a day, run it to that. At the same time, Take that customer data that you've collected and created a custom audience out of it and run ads to the people that come to your business. Doesn't that make more sense? Especially for a brick and mortar for a restaurant. If you're gonna run ads, run ads to the people that have come to your business before, right? But you want new customers too, right? That's why you run ads driving traffic to your website. That's where your online ordering should be. That's where your reservation should be. Your website is more important today than it's ever been. Because that's how you market and remarket to people. And I know you guys have heard all that before. You've heard remarketing and retargeting and things of that nature. That's it broken down in layman's terms. That's how it's done. That makes sense? Go ahead. So what do you need to do in 2019 to better the formula? Write this down. Engage conversation. If you can't do it, hire someone to do it for you. Engage in conversation with your customers. There's nothing more important than engaging in conversations with people. You've got to do it. Use more video. Short video is best. One minute or less. If you're going to do video on social media, use one minute videos or less. Don't go over one minute. Pointless. When's the last time you watched a one, a one minute video on social media? I mean the whole minute. Probably never did. Longest you probably, I mean, unless it was a really good video, like of somebody getting like hit in the head with a door or something like that. And granted, that's the type of stuff that you need to be posting on your restaurant's Facebook page. One minute or less. The one minute video should be your customer testimonials. It should be someone talking about your restaurant. One of your customers talking about how great it is there, how much they love Joe when he comes out and he greets him at the table, things like that. Because that's telling a story. Because that's really what we want to be entertained with anyways. We want stories. But less than that, I would even say, quite honestly, 
15 to 30 second videos. Guys, 15 to 30, and it sounds short, right? Dude, 15 to 30 seconds is a long ass time. Like that was just like five seconds of uncomfortable silence for me. And it felt like fucking forever. That's probably the quietest I've been in a long time. Stop selling, start entertaining, educating and informing, tell your story. That's the biggest thing I can tell you guys. If you, if you take anything away from this talk, stop selling on social media. That's the biggest thing. Because here, like in, in all honesty, do any of you like being sold on social media? Do you really? You like to be entertained, you like to be educated, or you like to be informed, right? Those three things. Yeah, you're not doing it. So that's one of the things that I always talk about. Just please reverse engineer what you do on social media. Think about what you do on those social media channels and apply that to your business social media channels. The minute that you do that, I promise you, even without our help, the minute you do that, things will start to change. It's that simple, it's that easy. Your social media platforms can make you guys money. You just gotta know how to use it right. And educating somebody, informing somebody, and entertaining somebody, that's the best place to start. The best place to start. They've, again, for the last time, they have already seen the menu a million times. By the way, if you're mailing menus to people, stop. I wish I could be a fly on the wall in that meeting. Joe, I'm going to use your name. I'm sorry. When Joe sat down with Peter and Peter said to Joe, Joe, I want you to invest in this menu, uh, printed menu. Um, we're going to mail it out to uh, 8,000 people that are in the county that's near your restaurant. Um, it's going to get into every mailbox, blah, 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 blah. And Joe's like, oh, hey, man, that sounds good to me. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. How much is that, Pete? It's going to be $3,500. Well, you know, with the graphic designers and the as-if, it's going to be awesome. And you'll get a digital version you can post on your Facebook page, too. Hey, all right, cool, man, 3500 bucks. Now the mailer goes out. Now, Joe spent $3,500. Now, last couple minutes here, I showed you a couple different marketing strategies that could be trackable, right? So it's like, you spend this much money, you get this much money back. Makes sense, right? As a businessman, we all like that. Or businesswoman. And the mailer gets into the mailbox. What does Todd do with the mailer? Fucking toss it, dude. I bet you're absolutely right. I rip it up, I toss it, I throw it. Or I give it to my kid, or I make an airplane, or he wants to keep it because he likes the picture of the pizza slice on the front, whatever. The bottom line is this. You spend $3,500 or $1,000 or $500 to send out a printed menu to someone's mailbox. They are not doing anything with that menu. Nothing. Unless that was a straight up brand awareness play by you that you expected no return on investment on and you didn't put anything on the mailer and then you're gonna be like, no, Todd, I did. I put 10% off. Well, I gotta tell you, man, you're really wowing people with that 10% off uh, the cheese platter, cheeseburger platter. Dude, what? we don't make buying decisions based on 10% off. 
We don't make buying percentage. We don't make buying decisions on fifty percent off. What do we make buying decisions on? Say it one more time. Free. Free. It's so much easier for you to give something away for free than to give a discount. Let me explain to you why. Discounts are addictive. Discounts are massively addictive. Free, not so much. Not so much. If you're going to send out a mailer, give something away. If I told you this, for you to walk up those stairs, it's going to cost you 50 bucks. But if you walk up now, I'll give you 10% off. Or why don't you come in here for free and let me help you and let, and let me help educate you? Much more attractive, right? So if you're going to come in to Joe's restaurant, May's restaurant, and I get the mailer and it says 10% off your dinner platter on Thursday, or it says come into May's restaurant and get two free appetizers, I might cut that out and take it with me. And when I come in there. When I come for the two free appetizers, you think I'm coming for the two free appetizers and then leaving? Let's be honest. There's going to be four or five people that are going to do that. And let's be even more honest. <laughs> we don't want them to come back anyway. But you're going to get someone like me who might cut that out, might bring it in, might get the two appetizers and then spend $75, $80 and buy some more food, right? Then I become a loyal customer. And if you did it right, you followed up with me, you got a positive review from me. Maybe I shared something on social media about you, and now that went a little bit more viral for you, and maybe that helped you out, right? That is the best case scenario of your printed ad. Now, do I think print's dead? Nope. I think the marketing within print is wrong. So instead of Pete coming to you and saying, hey man, let's do the printed menu for you, Let's do something completely different. Let's send out a mailer that literally just has Joe's face on it. And on the back of the mailer, bring this in to get something free. That to me is gonna get way more interaction and engagement and drive traffic into the restaurant than a 27,000 word menu printed that small in my mailbox with a massive pizza slice on the front of it. It's not, it's not the avenue that's dead in marketing, guys. It's what you're doing on the avenue that is wrong. Does that make sense? Like a billboard. A lot of people would tell you that billboard advertising is stupid, dumb, doesn't make sense. It's what you're putting on the billboard that doesn't make sense. So, when John came to me and said, I want to do a billboard against PETA, and I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, dude. We should absolutely do something like that. We should do something back with the crab, shooting back at their stupid billboard. Made sense, right? Why did it make sense? Well, when the billboard went up, he got 48,000 Twitter followers the next day. Now, he can sell to those Twitter followers. It's again, it's not the marketing avenue that's dead. It's what you're doing with the marketing avenue that's messed up. Think outside the box or hire someone who knows how to think outside the box to help you think outside the box. And there's times when you should do it. Like, does it make sense to run a TV commercial nowadays? 
People still do it though, right? Because they meet really good salespeople. Or they do it out of fear. Because they've been doing it for so long, nonstop, that they're afraid if they stop, that they're gonna lose. When it's just not true. How many people here listen to the radio? In their car? Satellite radio? FM radio? AM radio? 1090? WBAL? Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. How many people here listen to, in the car, Spotify? iTunes? Just the music on their phone. Let me go back to the satellite radio one again. Satellite radio? Regular radio? Commercial comes on. What happens? Change it? Do you sit through it? Listen to it? Make a buying decision? Have you? If it makes sense, right? So here's where I say the radio advertising doesn't, it does make sense. This is what they do. They run a brand awareness radio ad. Come into May's restaurant. It's the best restaurant in the world. You're gonna love it. Located at blank, 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 blank. By the way, I'm driving. Located at blank, 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 and one of the next commercial. Or May's restaurant, the best blah, 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 blah. If you'd love to get a free appetizer, text free to 353535 now. Now what I've done at that point is I've created a call to action for that advertisement. And now I'm able to track that advertisement's ROI for me. So if the radio ad cost me $3,000 and I collected 7,000 phone numbers that I can remarket to those people in my text campaigns, because how many people here open their text messages when they get a text message? I mean, everybody's friggin' hand should go up, by the way. 99.9% .9 of people open text messages when they get it. Nobody can stand the red one on the green circle. Nobody likes it. I gotta clear that out. So, when, I, when you walk into our, our clients' restaurants and you're checking in, and you check in using your phone number, the next day, they get a text message asking, how was your visit? They also get an email notification, how was your visit? Maybe it gets annoying. Maybe they don't answer, but maybe they do. And we ha if we're able to prove that they do, that's super important. If, we're, if they're seeing our Facebook post, if they're seeing our Google My Business post, if they're seeing our tweet, if they're seeing our Instagram post, if they're getting our text messaging, if they're getting their email notification from us, are we staying in front of the face of the customer? Absolutely. But again, how are we talking to that consumer on those different platforms? Every platform has a different language. Facebook's language is much, much different than Twitter's language. Twitter's language, language is much, much different than Instagram Stories language. So we just need to be mindful of that. Does that make sense? Go ahead, next one. We're not gonna talk about reviews yet. That's it. Now we're gonna do Q&A, if you want to. Does anybody have any questions about anything that we went over? Any concerns that they have on their own social media that they want to talk about? Go ahead. It's like Oprah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you said the uh, free Wi Fi. What do you want in return? Purchase. What's that? The free Wi Fi. Yep. To get something in return. But then buying something in return. You mean if they connect to Wi Fi, would them buying something be able, would that be a return on investment? Oh, no, 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 no. So when I'm talking about free Wi-Fi, so like for somebody connect to your free Wi-Fi, right? They should, they should give you something in return. And what I mean by that is they should give you data. They should, give, they should be log in using their Facebook page or give you their email address, right? And that's what they should do. If you're just giving them free Wi-Fi and they're just using your free Wi-Fi, dude, they're just using your bandwidth and that's it. Yeah. By the way, the minute that they connect to your Wi-Fi system, that's it. So if I connected to your Wi-Fi, your restaurant one time, the minute that I start walking five steps close to the restaurant, guess what happens to their mobile device? It automatically reconnects to the Wi-Fi system. Now this goes back to what I was talking about from that science of things. Now I'm tracking the walkthrough rate. Now I know how many times Joe has come to my restaurant and what I know about that also is that I know that maybe this one particular uh, notification that was sent out, that it pings off that notification and it lets me know the open rates of when Joe did that. So that free appetizer that we sent out in that marketing email, that was the one that got Joe back. So you know that as a restaurant owner. Now as a restaurant owner, you're like, dude, this, it's working. It makes sense for me, right? It's also working if Joe leaves, we asked how we did, and Joe leaves a two-star review and says how terrible your food was, which I don't believe. Says how terrible your food was, but nobody sees it. There's value there too, right? You can do all that. You have the ability to do all that. Collecting customer data is so important. I can't even tell you. because How many people here have an exit strategy for the restaurant? Or want an exit strategy or a succession plan? Succession plan would be handing it down to kids. Extra strategy would be selling it and moving to Florida. Good enough. So, how long has May's restaurant been there? 25 years. So, would some of you other restaurant owners say, when Joe is ready to sell this restaurant, it might be a good purchase, right? If you look at his P&L and you're like, God damn, this guy's making a lot of money. I'll buy this restaurant, no problem. At the end of the day, is Joe's restaurant worth more to Todd, a guy like me, that says, I want to buy May's restaurant, and I walk in and I say, Joe, how many email addresses and phone numbers do you have the customers that come into your restaurant? And you say to me, Todd, I've got none. Got no customer data? Nope. Or is, he, is that restaurant worth way more when I walk in and I say, Joe, how you doing, man? Uh, I have no problem giving you $2.2 million for the restaurant. By the way, how many uh, email addresses and phone numbers do you have? And he says, Todd, I've got 500,000 email addresses and I've got 42,000 phone numbers. However, the price for that customer data is completely separate from the cost of the restaurant. Now, smart businessman, buy the customer data. Stupid businessman, doesn't do it. The more customer data that you collect for your business, the more your money's worth. The more that that restaurant is worth. Again, leave with this. You are no longer a restaurant. You are a media company that owns a restaurant.
This has been a Todd Collins official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official or visit us at www.toddcollinsofficial.com. Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.